Some of you are going to find this a bit incredulous, but here's something that federal, state, and local governments all tell us to do that we should actually listen to. Eat more fruits and vegetables. You've heard about the health benefits of increasing plant-based nutrients into your diet, but how can you easily consume all the fruits and veggies needed? Well, it's easy. By adding Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity into your meals. Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity is a power blend that has 31 fruits and vegetables in every scoop. Organic vegetables, super greens, super fruits, and super sprouts. It is fortified with essential vitamins plus an immunity boost. And right now, you can get a free two-week supply of Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity by just paying $8.95 for the shipping and handling. And not only that, you'll also get a free frother to quickly whip up your healthy and nutritious grown American drink. Go to grownamericansuperfood.com forward slash John and order today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Bite and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at bite.com. Bite Clear Liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. Hello, hello to everyone listening live. Hello to everyone listening on SiriusXM On Demand or on the app or on the John Fugelsang podcast. If you're a live listener, you get to join the conversation all night at 866-997-GRIT. I'm John Fugelsang. I support a constitutional amendment to haze congressmen by making them all work 40 hours a week for 30000 a year with no health care while raising two kids. That should be the standard. 866-997-GRIT. I am joined by the most dangerous squad in all of broadcasting. The great Chris Houselt joins us from the South Carolina Bureau. Uh, the great Thea Harper joins me from behind two panes of bulletproof glass to keep her safe from our panel. And we're taking your calls all night. It was 78 years ago today that the Battle of Normandy, Normandy began, uh, codenamed Operation Overlord. It commenced with the landing of 155,000 Allied troops on the beaches of Normandy, France. The Allied soldiers quickly broke through the Atlantic Wall and pushed inland in the largest amphibious military operation in human history. Someone should make a movie about that. Um, we have so much to get to on the show tonight, and we're taking your calls all evening long. Former Proud Boys leader Enrique Tario and four others were hit with additional charges of seditious conspiracy by the Justice Department. And Merrick Garland was so angry at what they did, he almost tore the tassels off his loafers. Uh, tomorrow is primary day in California, Iowa, Mississippi, Montana, New Jersey, New Mexico, and South Dakota. Please vote. Please get 10 people you know to vote. And uh, we have a great week of shows coming up. Bruce McCullough of Kids in the Hall will be back for a one-on-one. Marilu Henner will be here as well. But um, And we have a terrific panel. It's our first Monday night having a panel in, I think, about 618, I'm sorry, 816 days. Over two years and two months since we've had a Monday night panel. And three of our favorite people are here. And before we get to them, I got to talk briefly about human sacrifice to the Second Amendment. 
because Republicans continue to be the ball and chain on the ankle of human progress in this country. Seven mass shootings this weekend. Two at graduation parties, leading to the deaths of at least 12 people. Injuries to over 50 others. A street in Philadelphia had multiple shooters open fire Saturday, killing three people, injuring at least 11 in the heart of South Street. Shooting in a bar in Chattanooga, 14 people hit. Three others hit by cars. Two people died from gunshots. The third was run over by a vehicle trying to escape. There was a shooting outside a bar in Mesa, Arizona, killed two people. An outdoor high school graduation party in South Carolina had two cars pull up and the shooting began. One person died. Outside uh, Richmond in Chester, Virginia, a 20-year-old man was fatally shot and seven other people after gunfire went off during a graduation party. A shooting at a strip mall in Phoenix that killed one person and left eight others injured. A shooting in Macon, Georgia left one dead and three others injured. That was just this weekend. Those are the shootings that didn't make the evening news. And they only happened here because only America has mental illness. Now, uh, Joe Biden has called for an assault weapons ban, or at least raising the minimum age for purchases of those kind of weapons. And the new CBS YouGov poll came out today. And I wanted to begin before I get to my panel and talk about it, because in the new poll, 77% of people said the minimum age for buying an assault rifle should be higher than 18. Like the Buffalo mass killer, like the Uvalde, Texas mass killer. 32% said it should be 21. 45% said it should be 25. Um, Support for having the uh, assault weapons ban, 72%. It's not controversial. Support for federal background checks on every gun purchase, 81%. It's not controversial. But then they got to a question that defined my day. They asked if mask shootings were unfortunately something we have to accept as part of a free society, or is it something we can prevent and stop if we really tried? 72% of people responding to the CBSU Gov poll said, yeah, those shootings could be stopped. We have the power to stop these mass shootings. Among Democrats, 85% said, yeah, mass shootings could be stopped if politicians would try. Among independents, 73%. 44% of Republicans said mass shootings have to be accepted as part of a free society. The pro-life party, 44% say child sacrifice is acceptable as long as they can have stuff. 72% of us think it's preventable. 44% say, nope, mass shootings are something we accept and you will have to accept as well. They don't accept murder, robbery, rape, theft, assaults, other violent and nonviolent crimes, but mass shootings, yeah. Yeah, they've, they've decided that you have to accept your children being shot to death in schools so they can continue to have their entertainment. You have to live with this or not live with this. The majority of our country continues to be hijacked by an extremist minority. Guys, this isn't freedom. Freedom is, is sending your children to school to learn and play and strike out with girls, not to get shot. Your freedom to go get groceries, to go to a movie theater, to go out dancing in a club, not to get shot. Before you get to the Second Amendment of the Constitution, you have the preamble, which guarantees you a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It takes precedence. And those well-regulated militias are actually completely unregulated dudes. Republicans keep saying mental health and security issues are to blame. They offer no policies to help. I'm like, you want to give, you, you, you want to have socialized mental health care for everyone in America? So we have easy access to see a therapist instead of easy access to guns. I'll be all over it. That's not what they want. They're going to say anything. They're going to blame it on video games one year, mental health the next year. They're going to blame it on teachers, doors, immigrants, what have you, until the news cycle drifts to another Johnny Depp Amber Heard style case. 
because they know they just have to withstand the spotlight for a few days so the checks keep coming. Right-wing friends, no one's coming for your guns. No one wants your precious entertainment. A ban on future sales of AR-15s is not the same as confiscation. And by the way, the only 2016 presidential candidate of either party to advocate gun confiscation was Trump. People who say I stand with Uvalde are not politicizing a tragedy. They're trying to prevent the next one. 44% of Republicans say shootings are something we have to accept in a free society. Republicans are 27% of the population. So less than 13% of the population has decided mass shootings are acceptable for all of us. Imagine if we lived in a democracy. I got to say, I like when the people who worship the Second Amendment finally come out and say, all lives don't matter. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. I'm John saying I support a constitutional amendment to haze congressmen by making them all work 40 hours a week for 30000 a year with no health care while raising two kids. That should be the standard. 866-997-GRIT. I am joined by the most dangerous squad in all of broadcasting. The great Chris Houselt joins us from the South Carolina Bureau. Uh, the great Thea Harper joins me from behind two panes of bulletproof glass to keep her safe from our panel, and we're taking your calls all night. It was 78 years ago today that the Battle of Normandy Normandy began, uh, codenamed Operation Overlord. It commenced with the landing of 155,000 Allied troops on the beaches of Normandy, France. The Allied soldiers quickly broke through the Atlantic Wall and pushed inland in the largest amphibious military operation in human history. Someone should make a movie about that. Um, We have so much to get to on the show tonight, and we're taking your calls all evening long. Former Proud Boys leader Enrique Tario and four others were hit with additional charges of seditious conspiracy by the Justice Department. And Merrick Garland was so angry at what they did, he almost tore the tassels off his loafers. Uh, Tomorrow is primary day in California, Iowa, Mississippi, Montana, New Jersey, New Mexico, and South Dakota. Please vote. Please get 10 people you know to vote. And uh, we have a great week of shows coming up. Bruce McCullough of Kids in the Hall will be back for a one-on-one. Marilu Henner will be here as well. But um, And we have a terrific panel. It's our first Monday night having a panel in, I think, about 618, I'm sorry, 816 days. Over two years and two months since we've had a Monday night panel. And three of our favorite people are here. And before we get to them, I got to talk briefly about human sacrifice to the Second Amendment. Because Republicans continue to be the ball and chain on the ankle of human progress in this country. Seven mass shootings this weekend. Two at graduation parties. 
leading to the deaths of at least 12 people. Injuries to over 50 others. A street in Philadelphia had multiple shooters open fire Saturday, killing three people, injuring at least 11 in the heart of South Street. Shooting in a bar in Chattanooga, 14 people hit. Three others hit by cars. Two people died from gunshots. The third was run over by a vehicle trying to escape. There was a shooting outside a bar in Mesa, Arizona, killed two people. An outdoor high school graduation party in South Carolina had two cars pull up and the shooting began. One person died outside... uh, Richmond in Chester, Virginia, a 20-year-old man was fatally shot and seven other people after gunfire went off during a graduation party, a shooting at a strip mall in Phoenix that killed one person and left eight others injured, a shooting in Macon, Georgia, left one dead and three others injured. That was just this weekend. Those are the shootings that didn't make the evening news. And they only happened here because only America has mental illness. Now, uh, Joe Biden has called for an assault weapons ban or at least raising the minimum age for purchases of those kind of weapons. And the new CBS YouGov poll came out today, and I wanted to begin before I get to my panel and talk about it. Because in the new poll, 77% of people said the minimum age for buying an assault rifle should be higher than 18. Like the Buffalo mass killer. Like the Uvalde, Texas mass killer. 32% said it should be 21. 45% said it should be 25. Um, Support for having the... uh, Assault weapons ban, 72%. It's not controversial. Support for federal background checks on every gun purchase, 81%. It's not controversial. But then they got to a question that defined my day. They asked if mask shootings were unfortunately something we have to accept as part of a free society. Or is it something we can prevent and stop if we really tried? 72% of people responding to the CBSU Gov poll said, yeah, those shootings could be stopped. We have the power to stop these mass shootings. Among Democrats, 85% said, yeah, mass shootings could be stopped if politicians would try. Among independents, 73%. 44% of Republicans said mass shootings have to be accepted as part of a free society. The pro-life party, 44% say child sacrifice is acceptable as long as they can have stuff. 72% of us think it's preventable. 44% say, nope, mass shootings are something we accept and you will have to accept as well. They don't accept murder, robbery, rape, theft, assaults, other violent and nonviolent crimes, but mass shootings, yeah. Yeah, they've, they've decided that you have to accept your children being shot to death in schools so they can continue to have their entertainment. You have to live with this or not live with this. The majority of our country continues to be hijacked by an extremist minority. Guys, this isn't freedom. Freedom is, is sending your children to school to learn and play and strike out with girls, not to get shot. Your freedom to go get groceries, to go to a movie theater, to go out dancing in a club, not to get shot. Before you get to the Second Amendment of the Constitution, you have the preamble, which guarantees you a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It takes precedence. And those well-regulated militias are actually completely unregulated dudes. Republicans keep saying mental health and security issues are to blame. They offer no policies to help. I'm like, you want to give you you, you want to have socialized mental health care for everyone in America, so we have easy access to see a therapist instead of easy access to guns. I'll be all over it. That's not what they want. They're going to say anything. They're going to blame it on video games one year, mental health the next year. They're going to blame it on teachers, doors, immigrants, what have you, until the news cycle drifts to another Johnny Depp, Amber Heard style case because they know they just have to withstand the spotlight for a few days so the checks keep coming. Right-wing friends, 
no one's coming for your guns. No one wants your precious entertainment. A ban on future sales of AR-15s is not the same as confiscation. And by the way, the only 2016 presidential candidate of either party to advocate gun confiscation was Trump. People who say I stand with Uvalde are not politicizing a tragedy. They're trying to prevent the next one. 44% of Republicans say shootings are something we have to accept in a free society. Republicans are 27% of the population. So less than 13% of the population has decided mass shootings are acceptable for all of us. Imagine if we lived in a democracy. I got to say, I like when the people who worship the Second Amendment finally come out and say, all lives don't matter. So I am so pleased tonight to welcome three people back to the show, all of whom I loved when they said they're going to allow us to have guests back in the studio. I was like, let's go with our favorite people first. Let's get comedians we love and great talkers and great thinkers. Uh, and they wouldn't come. So we have some people we really like. <laughs> Kevin Bartini. Hey, my friend. How are you? He's a very funny man. You're going to see him all over uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, also, his third album, Western Masshole, uh, is something you have to hear. Um, he is a guy who has worked all over in so many great rooms, and I've had the pleasure of playing with him so many times. And it's a great pleasure to see you getting cast all over the place. Welcome back, sir. Thank you for having me back. It's so nice to be back. Thank you. It's so nice to see you. Honestly, it was so... Uh... I don't know. It's so different when we would call in and do the things. It was just such a different feeling. And during the pandemic, doing that depressed me in the way that it just reminded me of how locked down everything was. Oh, yeah. So what is just a great feeling to come out and be in a studio again. Isn't it nice to be in a completely depressing, empty building? Where, I'll, like, take there's a I'll, child, I'll take it. There are, there's a child in a big wheel going through the hallways <laughs> right now at this place. <laughs> Oh, I kicked past some tumbleweeds to be sure. Yeah. To be here, oh, yeah. But I'm so happy to be in here. You didn't like? You didn't enjoy uh, Zoom comedy shows, I, Kevin? You didn't? Like, no. Oh, oh. You didn't like that whole Beirut hostage <laughs> video from the '80s vibe? No. To the... the worst. I, 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 I absolutely didn't like doing anything stand uppy on Zoom or anything. That just, that just felt like. I don't know. So masturbatory. It felt like what I would have been doing 20 years ago in my career and a giant step back. So I just kind of just went away. I think did Zoom, I, I, I came to view Zoom comedy as like being its own new art form. Yeah. It just, it's not stand up. No. It's, it's its own thing. And people do create. Judah did great stuff. Some yeah. people did creative stuff. I learned a lot that I liked. Did I, you? I, I learned I couldn't sit down for a Zoom show. I had to like have a, and I, I actually would put a mic stand in mm -hmm. front of me and have a mic that wasn't plugged in and just mimed into a microphone to feel like I was doing something theatrical. Right. Because otherwise it just felt like, you know, I was at an AA meeting. Yeah, I felt like an open micer with like a hairbrush in front of a mirror and some stuffed animals in front of me. It, it was a really surreal feeling. So anytime I get to do anything now, like it's the real world. Well, the, the last time I saw our next guest was on his excellent show, and it was nice to see him on a screen. It's much nicer to see him in person. You probably know this gentleman already. His name is uh, Majid Padelan, but he's known to you riffraff on the social media, especially Twitter, as Brooklyn Dad Defiant. He's born and raised in New York. He's a great art director. He's a great dad. And last time you were here, you had just penned your first book, The Littlest President. I'm so happy to see you in person. Uh, it's great to be back, uh, John, in this uh empty this creepily empty building uh in a room with three other people here it's starting to feel normal yeah. again um when this is over i'm taking you to jump up and down on the couch in howard stern's office so don't worry there's no <laughs> i wanted to say when you were talking about doing the uh the the stand-up the zoom stand-up things I, I think the thing that's missing is is the laughter right yeah i mean like that's the I well, love... at, my, at, at my live shows, that's usually the thing missing as well, to be fair. <laughs> but... 
Yeah, I mean, I, I love uh, going to see uh, stand-up live, and part of that is the energy you get from the other folks that are on the ride with you, so. Yeah, it's nice to have you here. It's, mm. it's, it's, I'm not used to actually looking at people yet, and I'm very happy to be looking at this next lady, because if you listen to this show <laughs> on Mondays, you're used to me talking via Zoom with Rhonda Handsome. She is a great stand-up, a writer, a director, an actor. She has opened for Anita Baker. She has opened for Diana Ross. She has opened for Aretha Franklin. Catch her on Politipod, available on SoundCloud. Miss Handsome, if you're nasty, welcome back in person for the first time to Dark Handsome Mondays. I'm black, y'all! <laughs> Um, it's really wild to not be looking at you on Zoom. Oh, but it's so great. It is really so great, John. Um, And you were talking about the Zoom shows. I loved those Zoom shows. I did. Some of them. I had a great time on some. Oh, oh, I just felt like uh, you said you missed the laughter. But I, I loved, you know, it didn't bother me whether there was laughter or not because I could finish and go, I killed, and, <laughs> and, and feel like a male comedian. So, you know, it was, it, it was really a lot of fun for me. I, I dug it. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad. It's, it's great to see you in person, though, Rhonda. I you love know, when, it. when the pandemic began, we had a few people that joined us like every week, and Rhonda was here every Monday night. Um, back when I was doing, you know, the, the body counts every day. I mean, for two years, I did how many infections, how many deaths in America every day. Wait a wow. minute. What happened to the body counts? I, I'll give them to you tonight if you want. I got them. I mean, I still look them up. I, I, it's, it's nice. I don't know when the first time I got to a show when I was like, wait, I didn't give today's death count worldwide mm-hmm. and today's death count in America. Um, but every night mm-hmm. I did it. I did the hospital. I mean, we're... Uh, 1,033,807 uh, confirmed deaths. Oh, Jesus. okay. That's like a That's handgun weekend in America. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and but now we have to do the um, the monkeypox. Yeah, numbers. but I'm not as worried about the monkeypox as I as I was about the COVID, and I'm still worried about you know the close encounters of the third variant because it's it's not going away just yet. But I I do want to talk about this gun violence because I, I I couldn't wait to talk to you guys about this whole thing. I mean, after, after what we saw in Tulsa, after what we saw in Texas, after what we saw in Buffalo to have the mass shootings just continue, it doesn't lighten up. And to see this poll that 44% of our Republican friends think that this is just going to be the new normal that we all have to ex- accept. Now I, I do want to point out, cause I sat there and I, even though I went to a public school, I, I try to do math. And I was thinking about it, and um, when you look at it, that's really 27% of the population is Republican. So when they say 44% of Republicans, it's really only about 13% of the American public that feels that way, and yet they're going to get their way. And I, I want to just begin by asking what you guys think of this, and if you are, if you have any way that you can think of that this ever ends. It- well, I think it's it's very important for the GOP to have their blood sacrifices. It's part of their uh, religion. It, you know, it really and truly is. They they do this, and the COVID wasn't killing us fast enough. And you know, we've been trying to flood uh, the, the the guns. I mean, I just read today where the, the, a, a deputy or some sheriff someplace has been been supplying guns to people, and and like we have to. Keep Keep those numbers high. In fact, I'm surprised it was only 44% of the GOP because they they have to have those blood sacrifices to their God, like I think on a regular basis. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. 
I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't think they care. It's it's infuriating. Um, it's it's infuriating that the majority of us have to be held hostage by a hostile minority, thirteen percent of America, um, and they're they're twisting themselves into pretzels to try to justify to rationalize their clinging to these guns. It's, what is it, weed, uh, doors, porn, I heard porn, the other day, porn. porn. J.D. Vance, um, J.D. Vance blamed it on porn. Yeah, um, today I heard somebody say black people. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, we're going to get to him. Black people are to be blamed? That is ludicrous. Like, you know what, it's the guns, you know, and they talk It's the about, access to guns. Yeah. It's the easy, it's not the guns itself, you know, guns, It's I, I get it, it's just a gun, it's just a tool. It's the easy access to guns and the fact that they think it's acceptable that two 18-year-olds were... This 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 guy in Uvalde was able to get these things, two of them, on his 18th birthday, yeah. and he didn't even have to pay for them. He did an installment plan and mm -hmm. walked out. The guy in Tulsa last week, we were talking about it, he bought the gun at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and by 5 o'clock he had killed four people. Jesus. Nobody needs an assault, uh, assault weapon. No, Nobody. No civilian. So he bought... I didn't know that. He bought it... On credit from the store in Uvalde, he he, and then he shot got an up installment plan. He played. He paid right. a little bit. He he bought his pistol at a pawn shop over the the previous week, and then he got the two AR-15s when he turned eighteen, and didn't even have to pay in full. And again, again, this is what's acceptable. Eighteen years old, which we right. all know, you're fully developed and emotionally very solid at that age as a male. Totally. And uh, no training. Yeah. No training required whatsoever. He walked out with the guns. And just imagine now the late fees that are going to rack up. I know, right? <laughs> How's he going to make his monthly payments? Oh. I mean, this guy. The, uh, it, this is why I don't think we should give 18-year-olds credit. Honestly, <laughs> I, I got into a lot of trouble with my first credit card at 18. I think it should be 21, goddammit. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing how focused these young people are, though. Mm. I mean, he was able to shoot his grandmother before going That's right. out. And I mean, that that would give me pause for at least a few minutes, you mm. know. Mm. You know, you miss the, the, the cake she used to make and, you know, the nice foods. And, uh, and then go out and, and spray the world with, you know, evil bullets. Yeah. yeah, and again, like red flag laws would have probably prevented what happened in Buffalo. It would not have prevented mm -hmm. what happened in Texas. Would I remember not. being 18 years old and like when at least me i can't speak for every 18 year old uh in america but i know me personally uh you know i was not emotionally psychologically in a state where i could handle a weapon of war something that you know because you the, i'm still the, not the smallest things would tend to make you fly off handle and it you know every everything is bigger yeah. and more severe and if you have some you know something that can kill many people in a minute, maybe you should wait. Maybe you should wait until twenty-five. Not even, not even twenty-one. Twenty-five. Yeah, you're right. When when I was no, eighteen, I, I, how, about, how about never? How about yeah, civilians? Exactly. There's no civilian use for mass kill machines. Like yeah. like, get a shotgun. Get it. I'm not anti-gun. Mm -hmm. I'm not even anti-open uh, uh, concealed carry. But mm -hmm. civilians don't need machines designed to kill lots of people really fast. And I have this fight with the trolls. And I say, should he have been able to buy a tactical nuke? White phosphorus, grenade launcher, no? Oh, then you accept some limitations on our right to bear arms. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm impressed with the 18-year-olds. I mean, at 18, I could not put together a 180-page manifesto to save my life. Oh, shit. Oh, that guy copied and pasted yeah, half of right. it. That guy copied and pasted it from the New Zealand guy. Well, well, <laughs> I, I'm sure he wrote the N-word on his, his, <laughs> on his 15, no, he 15 said, himself. Oh, the, that wasn't copy and pasted. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they, are, they are so focused and so determined, and uh, I, I'm very impressed with their their commitment steve scalise is a guy who got shot and still wants to make it easier he got shot by a deranged person and then voted to make it easier for mentally disturbed people to get guns and he's also a racist and he's a white supremacist and he's a homophobe and misogynist um but he was on fox news over the weekend with uh john roberts who i make fun of a lot but but john roberts actually did the journalist thing this weekend and he confronted him about whether the gop is out of step with voters on the kind of very popular, uncontroversial gun control laws that Joe Biden wants to go for. Listen to the former Canadian VJ John Roberts, but he actually does the work here, talking about how popular uh, these these background checks are. And listen to Steve Scalise do what every Republican has to do, just blow off the question because it's going to go away. Mm-hmm. A2. red flag, uh, they take away due process, uh, where they literally can come into your house and take away your gun without you even knowing that there was some kind of proceeding where somebody said, oh, I think that guy might be a threat, so now somebody can go and take away your constitutional right. I don't think people would agree with that. That's not how we deal with rights in America. But Congressman, if that had happened in the case of the Buffalo shooter, 10 people would be alive today. Well, again, due process is a constitutional right. If you pass a bill that's unconstitutional and think it's going to solve a problem, again, I point to California. Maybe somebody thought taking away a gun from a 19-year-old is going to solve a problem. It happens to be unconstitutional. (laughs) There he goes again. No one's coming for your guns. We're talking about not selling future ones to people. But I'm confused about this red flag thing because one of these wackadoodles actually had to go in for a mental evaluation yeah. um, because he threatened to shoot up his school. That was Buffalo. Now, wasn't that supposed to be a red flag? Yes, yeah. and under yeah. the red flag law, because he had been taken in, they would have come and taken his guns and it would have shown up in a background check. But they dusted it under the rug. There's no red flag law, so he was able to get it. That's how it works. That's all it is. It says, yes, we will come and take a gun away from you if you fail a mental health evaluation and you are deemed to be a danger to community. Yeah, maybe you. Maybe maybe you. Maybe because the right to life, liberty, pursuit of happiness comes before the goddamn Second Amendment. Maybe you get to give up your gun for a little while. This city will take your car from you if you don't pay your parking tickets. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. But that's not a constitutional right. right. Not, a, not a constitutional right. You know, it's like, okay, you have a right to bear arms, but what kind of arms are we talking about? It's 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 well regulated militia. militia. And they, they like to gloss over that like it's it's completely unimportant. But you know, you don't get to cherry pick uh the definition in the, the constitution, the second amendment. You don't get to say, Well, you know, uh I'm in, entitled to have any weapon I want even as a lone, a crazy lone wolf. And no, you're supposed to be a part of a well regulated militia. Those eighteen year old boys, um were not part of anything other than just their own. Correct. They were death. unregulated kids. Mm-hmm. So that brings I, I us to. I think they're part of a group. <laughs> well, actually, they are. You know yeah. what? You're right. Like they kept calling them lone wolves, but they're not. Mm-mm. They have decades of enablers in Congress, lobbyists, 
the gun manufacturers, the NRA. They're they sheep in wolves' clothing. XFBI, XFBI, tutoring them. 4chan, 8chan. They were groomed to be mass killers. Mm-hmm. And they had a lot of help getting there. Uh, but I, I want to talk about the Daily Bigot. Because Blake Masters is a guy who's running for the Senate in Arizona. I think he's the one running against Mark Kelly. And he uh, got in trouble a couple of weeks ago because he was pushing the white replacement theory right after Buffalo. And he was on Ben Shapiro. What a summit, I know. And talking about these real fears with his fake crucifix on the wall behind him. So uh, he's raised by Peter Thiel. He's another tech douche. And um, he acknowledged that the U.S. has a gun problem over the uh, in, in two months ago. This just surfaced. But he also has a theory about why we have a gun problem. And he said, it's black people, frankly. April 11th interview on the Jeff Orvitz Show podcast. And he told the host, we do have a gun problem, a violent gun violence problem in this country. And it's gang violence. And this is what they do. You say gun violence and they say Chicago. Chicago. Yep. Or New York, mm-hmm. which means black people and black people. Yeah. All the guns used in Chicago are bought in Indiana, where there's no problem getting a gun. All the guns used in New York are bought in Virginia, where there's no problem getting a gun. It's their pivot. Mm-hmm. And the press can't seem to hold them to task on this. But they go right to the racism all the time. Wondering if you have thoughts. I do. Well, yeah, tell me. He's playing to his own audience. Of course he's going exactly. to go to it. And I don't know. It's like how... He's like he's like Bob Woodward, how everything relates to Watergate. Like the guy can't not bring it up in a conversation. You're right. It's just like that. It's just a dog whistle. It's a, that's the problem with all of this and why it's the fault of us on the left as much as anybody. As as often as this asshole is talking to those assholes and we are not louder hollering the other way to our own assholes to get out and to vote and to stir them up. And the fact that that there's, you know, for years and years, the the NRA held everybody hostage with these rating systems and the Republicans are priding themselves of having a 99 or 100 percent. I've never seen a billboard of a Democrat being like, I have a zero percent. Oh, I have. They fucking they yeah. about it. I yeah. want more of them. I, mean, I want Bernie, more of them. It when, should they, be... when they accuse Bernie of, of being too in the pocket of the NRA because he supported hunting. Yeah. In, in, uh, he, he said, I have a D plus from the NRA and he bragged about it. Yeah. I mean, it's happened. It should be more. It should be louder. It should be huge. I don't know why it's not. It should be more culture. And you know what? Maybe everybody else isn't coming for your guns, you but know, I am. You know why it is? I am. I you want every gun because gone. Because this you know? issue in the last decade or so hasn't tested well with Democratic focus groups. Mm. It's really hot. Because we're pussyfooting it. It's No, it's really hot right when there's a shooting mm-hmm. and then it goes away. The outrage goes away. The shock, the horror goes away and people care about other things. And that, I'm sorry, but it, it, it's true. I would. I think that even conservatives would respect a Democrat so much more who came in and said, we are not going to confiscate your guns, but God damn it, we are going to make sure that this doesn't happen again, and here's how. Yeah, yeah I, so they they're, they're, they're working on uh, legislation right now that Chris Murphy uh, seems to be really uh, enthusiastic about, but my concern, my fear, is that it's going to be like table scraps. It's going to be crumbs. It's going to be exactly. something that's down. just not enough to do anything yeah. maybe maybe right. they'll give um they'll they'll give way on background checks maybe but not nothing on red flags nothing on raising the age to 21 that's i'm managing my own expectations cuz i've seen this bullshit over 
damn it, can I say? Yeah, you may. It's encouraging. I've seen this bullshit over and over, and it, it's really well, but they have to go to racism because it's the foundation of America. Let's you know, let's be real. That's that's the go-to excuse. I mean, and why not? And why not make the people who built this country? I mean, black people built this country. We were actually currency in this country. Correct. In addition to building this country with our our sweat and and our blood, but they they have to they have to use racism to uh to ensure their position in in white supremacy that's the only thing that makes sense well, to me before we get to the break the new york times did a whole story on this it was in the sunday times about uh, you know all the u.s mass shootings since columbine right so let's say if they'd had these four measures that democrats are fighting for raising the minimum age to purchase certain guns to 21 four mass killers under the age of 21, got their weapons legally. That would have stopped four killings. Expanding background checks. At least four got a weapon from a private seller in a state where background checks were not required. Would have stopped four more. Encouraging safe gun storage and punishing people who failed to secure guns from children and criminals. Hello, Sandy Hook. 10% of the shootings involved a stolen gun. And banning the sale of large capacity magazines. Extended magazines were used in one-fifth of the mass shootings. So these four little tiny things, you combine them all, and it would have saved... Only a couple hundred lives. Before we hit our break, you mentioned Majid, uh, Chris Murphy. Here he is on CNN over the weekend talking to Jake Tapper, and he believes Americans will be satisfied with any movement on guns, even if it's just a few minor things. Just a few days ago, I have to say, Senator Cornyn tweeted that Second Amendment restrictions are, quote, not going to happen, he said. So what does that mean, not going to happen? Does that mean none of the things you're negotiating are going to happen? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I guess I also agree that we're not going to do anything that compromises people's Second Amendment rights. We're not going to do anything that compromises the ability of a law-abiding American to be able to buy a weapon. What we're talking about is trying to make sure that dangerous or potentially dangerous individuals don't have their hands on weapons. Senator Cornyn has also talked about his interest in taking a look at how we access juvenile records for these young men who tend to be 18 to 21 committing these mass murders to make sure that they can't get their hands on a weapon if they have had problems with the law in the past. Uh, so I, I think there's agreement amongst the negotiators that we're we're going to take some common sense steps that do not compromise Second Amendment rights. We are likely going to pair it with some significant mental health spending, which will make a difference as well. And I think everything Senator Cornyn has said is consistent with the negotiations we're having. Listen, we're not going to do everything I want. We are not going to put a piece of legislation on the table that's going to ban assault weapons or uh, we're not going to pass comprehensive background checks. But right now, people in this country want us to make progress. They just don't want the status quo to continue for another 30 years. And every one of those things John Cornyn is talking about, John Cornyn will vote against when it comes up for a vote in the Senate. we got to take a really quick break. When we come back, I want your thoughts. Also, homophobes in baseball. Who knew? And January 6th. Who knew what and when? We'll be right back. 866-997-GRIP. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. 
No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Folks have been waiting on hold a very long time, and I want to get to everyone, starting with Melissa in New Jersey. Thank you so much for your patience, Melissa. Hi. Hi. Thank you for, take, thank you for taking my call. You got um, it. I am going to try to stay composed and not show my inner raving lunatic, but um, I had to comment on, and it was interesting that you actually played the clip of um, Senator Murphy, who I, I actually really like. I think he's super smart. And I think he's genuine, and I think he truly is there for the right reasons. But my um, feeling about trying to compromise with the Republicans right now just to sort of prove that that Congress isn't as broken as they are yeah. and that they can get something done, Preach. I think is such a fool's errand. And I, as much as I want to see something happen, I think every day between now and the midterms and almost the only thing they should talk about other than the relentless Republican pursuit of destroying democracy is they should take that gun reform bill and basically say no guns of any kind for anyone under 21 um universal background checks no sales of guns at gun shows if you want to go and play in the sandbox with your guns you can't buy one there you can pick out you know your dream gun and then go buy it you know someplace that can do a background check and you have to register they should have to take safety courses the same way people who have to drive cars you have to prove that you're capable of owning a thing not a car that gets you from work to home and back to work again but a thing that is designed and manufactured to kill things that you are someone who is capable of sound mind and trained to be able to handle something like that. This is what I think, too. I think you're right. And again, it's not taking guns away from people. It's about the guns we're going to sell in the future. And it's not saying you can't own a gun. It's saying, you know what, maybe it should be a little harder for civilians to own mass mass kill machines. And there should be no guns that are military grade. It's ridiculous. And they should have a vote. And those should be the pillars of any kind of legislation. And the Democrats should have a vote on the Senate floor Every single day between now and the midterms and let Republicans vote no every single day. Okay, I'm in love with you. They should show up and say, 
we just want you to understand that as as a an American population, we are 11 people away from having a country where you do not have to fear for your life when you go to a movie, go to a grocery store, walk down a street, go to a school, yeah. any of it. Yeah. It's 11 people. 11 senators away from it. I mean, I, I, what I love the most about what you just said, it was that um, have it. the vote over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. They used to have the Obamacare repeal votes and we mocked them, but they were rallying yeah. their base. They were saying, hey, we're actually trying for something. And when it comes to, look, they had the vote last week to, to not let gas stations gouge consumers at the pump and every Republican voted against it and the media barely covered it. I say, have that fucking vote again yeah. every week. Yeah. Exactly. And you know why they voted against it? Because they want it to artificially stay high. Yes. So they have something they to complain about. They need to beat up Democrats. They have nothing they, to offer you in a policy position, so they'll just tell you why Democrats are bad. They should take these votes every single day, and they should remind people who is voting to keep these weapons of wars on the street. In the, You know, if you are a law-abiding citizen, have, have a gun. Good, yeah. good on you. Yeah. Have a gun. And there's a way for you to get it. But if you're not willing to be inconvenienced a little bit by doing what you can do to make sure that only you and people like you have guns so that lives can be saved for God forbid, because the next person could be your mother, your child, like. Yeah. But uh, Melissa, if, I, I, if you I, can't be that inconvenienced. Then you don't you don't deserve to have a gun, Melissa. Yeah. I thank you so you much for the call. The I, I I love everything she just said because I I keep saying that I think this is not going to change until either we elect a lot more Democrats mm-hmm. and even then it doesn't guarantee anything. Well, or until so every Republican has to know someone who dies from a gun. It's yeah. only one degree of empathy. Every like Democrats, I'll say that liberals generally can care about people they don't know. Yeah, right wing people generally, it's got to happen to someone they know. Let me go to the phones really quick. Stan is calling from St. Louis. Thanks for your patience, Stan. Hey, John. Uh, I know you're pressed for time, so I'll try to be quick. Uh, you know, the Founding Fathers had a fear of a standing army. That's why That's only right. the Navy's listed in the Constitution. That's right. Um, if you read Federalist 29, they talk about the militia. Article 1 of the Constitution talks about how uh, Congress will call up the militia and Congress will provide the arms for the militia. And and the biggest tell to me is um, none of these Republicans are referring to the Federalist Papers, right? Because it's it's not there. What they're claiming isn't there. And if you needed another history lesson, Washington called up the militia from three states, marched them across Pennsylvania, and made the Whiskey Rebellion guys pay their taxes. Mm-hmm. So that's the way it was supposed to work. And we still fund the Army on a two-year cycle because it's not even in the Constitution. <sighs> From your lips, man. I mean, that's true. And yet, try convincing our friends of that on the right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It just it frustrates the heck out of me. It really does. I mean, since Trump, even guys, you know, that I went to grade school, junior high, high school, even the same university, same socioeconomic class growing up, how can they look at the world so damn 
differently and incorrectly. It just staggers me. When because I the person who gives quick and easy solutions is always more appealing than the person who wants to try to explain something. You know that's how it is. It's humans. It's how we're wired. I thank you very much for the call, Stan. I really appreciate it.